The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe LaBelle, and I'm really looking forward to speaking with yet another trailblazing innovator who comes to our show to discuss HIM16 and other current health IT issues. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Dr. Jonathan Kaplan, founder and CEO of Build My Bod Health. Dr. Kaplan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for making the time today. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. I'm a plastic surgeon out in San Francisco, but I was born and raised in Alexandria, Louisiana. And after doing my medical school and general surgery training at LSU in New Orleans, I went to the Cleveland Clinic, did my plastics fellowship, came back to Louisiana. I practiced for six years in Baton Rouge at a hospital, Our Lady of the Lake Hospital. It was a great hospital. And after six years, my wife and I wanted to be in a bigger city. So we looked around and everything we were looking for was here in San Francisco. I came here, took over an existing practice two and a half years ago. And one of the things I liked about the practice is it had its own accredited operating room, which is one of the things I really wanted because you can offer cosmetic procedures to patients here in your office. It's a nice VIP private experience. So we came here two and a half years ago, took over this practice. That doctor retired and we're here to stay. Good deal. Could you also take a couple minutes and give our audience a 10,000-foot overview of Build My Bod Health? Yeah, and this actually really ties in with one of the reasons we moved here. Build My Bod Health is an idea that I came up with several years ago where patients were always calling into a cosmetic surgeon's office asking how much different procedures cost. And it was kind of complicated to go over all that information over the phone. And one thing that some doctor's offices do is they'll say, the doctor doesn't give any estimates over the phone. You have to come in. But that's frustrating to the patient because they want to know before I come in and expose all my deepest, darkest insecurities to you about my body, I'd like to know if I can afford it or not, rather than getting to the end of a consultation after 45 minutes and getting sticker shock. So that's when I came up with this platform, Build My Bod Health, where the consumer can go to the doctor's website or our app. We have an app as well. They can go to the doctor's site and look at the different procedures that the doctor provides and they click on the different procedures to check pricing. And then before they see the pricing, they actually have to enter their name, email address, and phone number, and they submit the wish list. And then the thing that's nice about Belmobot Health is that we keep all the doctor's pricing information in our database. So when the consumer submits a wish list, they're immediately emailed a breakdown of all the cost of the procedures. And then at the same time, an email is sent to the doctor or the provider who gets that patient's contact info, and then they can follow up with the consumer and help them navigate through the process. And at first, it was just for cosmetic procedures, but then I realized with all these patients or consumers that are out there now that have a high deductible health plan, they're even paying for medically necessary procedures out of pocket. So when you get down to the finances of it, there's really no difference between a patient getting a breast augmentation and the patient getting an MRI of their lower back, they're both going to be paying several thousand dollars out of their own pocket. 
So that's what we've done now is Build My Body Health has expanded to over 100 providers that include dentists, OBGYNs, labs, radiology facilities, hospitals, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, even primary concierge medicine. So we're kind of everywhere where it allows the consumer to get immediate pricing information and in return, the provider gets a lead. And just to make a distinction with other websites that might be out there that talk about price transparency, the pricing they provide is usually just U.S. averages or Medicare claims data. And those aren't useful numbers. When you're trying to find out how much this specific service costs from this specific provider at this specific institution, you can't get that information from a U.S. average. So that's what's different about us is that we have all that accurate pricing information directly from the provider in our database. The other thing is that sometimes you request a price from another website and they'll say, oh, we'll get back to you in a couple days. So with us, you get that instant gratification because since we have the pricing information, you can get that information immediately emailed to you and automatically emailed to you. And one final aspect of what Bill Mobot Health does is that if you can check the price of something, it's not such an unreasonable next step to be able to purchase that item. So through our platform integrated into the provider's website, not only can you check pricing, but you can also purchase a non-surgical service directly through the site. Wow. So... I want to go just a little deeper. I think you might have answered my next question. You provide this website as a part of the provider's website, almost white label-ish. Is that how it works? Exactly right. You got it. So while we do have an app where the consumer can go and look on the app and see all the different providers within the different fields, you can find all the different providers on the app. You can find all the different providers on buildmybod.com. But in addition to that, we take the doctor's procedures and their pricing, and we can integrate it into their own individual website. So obviously, in that case, a consumer goes to the doctor's individual website, they'll only see that doctor's procedures and that doctor's prices. Whereas if they go to buildmybod.com, they'll see all the doctors that are in the network in that area. But no, that's exactly what we do is we white label it so that it looks like it's all part of the doctor's website and the consumer sees this doctor's website and think, wow, they have such a great interactive functional website that I can check pricing and they don't realize that it's actually coming from someplace else. Give us a sense for the growing popularity here. I was on a healthcare blab. I'm not sure if you know what a blab is, but it's this latest technology. And the topic was direct primary care, where basically it's a cash healthcare service that primary care doctors are going to because they just want to get back to treating patients and not messing with insurance. And direct primary care is growing like crazy, like 100% a year. The numbers are still small, but it's really big. Are you anticipating growing by thousands a year? How do you see your growth? Yeah, we're really a platform that people are not used to us yet because they're so used to the old school way of thinking that insurance will pay for everything. But now that there's over 36% of Americans have high deductible health plans, and a high deductible could be anything of $1,000 or more. But as that group grows, people are going to be more discerning with the services that they pay for. They're going to realize that an MRI of the lower spine from a hospital is going to be way more expensive than from an outpatient radiology facility. So people are going to start to realize that they're paying out of pocket for this. Insurance isn't going to cover it. And they're going to start to be more discerning about the services they get. And so that's when they're going to utilize a platform like ours. Right now, we only have a little over 100 providers, but two years ago, nobody would have ever thought I could have gotten over 100 doctors to provide their pricing information. I mean, that's unheard of. So we've already been successful from that perspective. But no, as the consumers start to realize that this is something that they're going to need, then they're going to search out for this through Google and things like that, looking for price transparency, and they're going to find us. 
And then that's going to be a big patient satisfier that they're going to be able to get that information quickly. And the doctor's going to like it because they kind of wonder what's in it for them. Why am I providing my pricing out there? Well, now you're not just listing it as a menu on your website. The patient has to put some skin in the game and now you'll get a lead out of it and you can start to encourage the consumers to come in after they submit a wish list. But as far as direct primary care, that is huge. That's growing. It's a great idea because right now, if you're a primary care doctor, you have to see like 40 or 50 patients a day because insurance reimbursement is so low that it takes that many patients to be able to just pay your utility bill. And I don't want people to think that the doctors are being greedy here, but if you're only getting paid 20 cents on the dollar of what you bill, that's a problem unless the utility company starts saying, okay, well, you only got paid 20% of what you billed, then you can only pay us 20% of what we charged you for your electric bill to keep your office going. But since that's not obviously practical, doctors are saying, okay, well, if we start just seeing 20 patients a day and giving them all of our attention, they can contact me via email or on my cell phone after hours or on the weekend, then I can charge a premium for that. And so the patient's going to get better care out of it. And because they're providing a service that's out of pocket to the consumer, that's also where our platform comes in, that we actually have concierge primary care or direct primary care doctors using our platform as of right uh, already. They're using it. Oh, really? That's great. I wanted to reinforce your comments about consumerism. My wife and I made our final decision about our health care plan for next year, and I'm a small business owner. So I get pushed in the part of Obamacare that our insurance has gone up a thousand percent in the last seven years. And what we figured out is unless we buy the gold plan that's available and pay $2,000 a month premiums, we're basically any other plan is catastrophic insurance because we'll never meet the deductibles. So basically all we have is catastrophic insurance. And I was telling her about this direct primary care and how hopefully soon we'll have options where now the worst part about our insurance situation is we have this catastrophic coverage, but we have no idea what it's going to cost when we go to the emergency room. So when my son had an MRI a month or so ago, we had no idea we we're going to have to write a check for $600 that day. That was the copay. And we hadn't met any deductible for him because now the family deductible is so high, we'll probably never meet the family deductible, it'll only be individual deductibles. So what I'm trying to say is we're going to be looking for well-known cash options of what things cost. So whether it's direct primary care or any other specialty, if I know I can go get a hearing exam for $73 and I know I'm going to pay for that ahead of time, I'm going to go pay $73 rather than show up at the ear, nose, and throat doctor and go potluck on what I'm going to have to pay. And he might send me a $1,000 bill for that hearing exam. Right. And the thing you mentioned about the MRI is like you pay $600 that day, but that's not always the end of it. You end up getting mm -hmm. another bill three months later. Exactly. And it's very scary because I know a lot of patients, what they'll do is they'll get that bill three months later. And they'll say, oh, well, let me not pay that yet because some more insurance might kick in. And insurance may kick in and pay a little bit more of that. But the scary thing is that if you wait too long to wait, if insurance pays for that, they'll turn you over to a collections agency. And then all of a sudden, it's affecting your credit. It's, it's insane. Exactly. So while we're on these nasty subjects, tell us what your take is on the future of healthcare cost containment. Well, I think that once you bring healthcare more into the realm of a free market environment, just like everything else, like if you're buying a car, buying a house, if the market can bear it, then you know, that's kind of how the prices are set. 
But healthcare somehow, I guess because there's always been insurance in the middle there, healthcare somehow has always been able to avoid being part of the free market system where competition can be good for lowering prices and things like that. And I think that's really where it's going to go as far as bending the cost curve, because as more consumers realize that the government and insurance companies are, are going to be bearing less of the burden for the cost and the consumers are going to be bearing more of the burden, they're going to start to get a little smarter about how they're paying for these things and they want to know how much it costs ahead of time. And so as you get into the more price transparent type of solutions, you're going to start to see prices improve and come more in line with what consumers can afford. But then it's also going to force the providers to have extra better service. I'm not saying they all have bad service now, but when you're kind of starting to see patients that are focusing on the cost of something and you provide a, a commodity, it's the same no matter where you go, then you've got to find other ways to improve the service you provide. And that's going to be great for consumers. I mean, something as simple as a radiology facility is going to start offering you coffee or tea when you come in, as long as you don't have to be without food or drink before your test. So when you start to bring things into that typical market that we're used to with other products, then you're going to get better service. You're going to get more affordable services. And it's going to really be good for everybody. But we have to avoid that pendulum swinging so far that you go for the cut rate service and then you maybe don't get great quality. And, and I know that there's a balance there. There's no question. Most of these institutions, they don't want to provide you substandard quality because there's such a huge legal penalty for that, that I think we're going to have a nice equilibrium where it's affordable, you've got good service, and it's good quality. Exactly. We've touched on this, but we're hearing all kinds of conversations about hospitals and price transparency. What's your take on this? I think the hospitals, they have more overhead. So I feel their pain. They have a lot more overhead. They've got every different organization from state or federal or private regulatory agencies coming in and making sure they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's. And so you don't want the hospital to not have enough money. You really do want the hospital to make money. You want them to make money so they can provide you good quality, clean environment. And their services they provide that are typically paid out of pocket tend to be more expensive than the independent surgery center or the independent radiology facility. So the hospitals are going to have to find a way to recognize that as price transparency becomes more apparent to everybody, that they're going to have to start to compete on those pricing levels. And so that's going to be tough for them. But again, we want them to stay open. So they're going to, I think, up their game, provide better service and they're going to get into the market and lower their prices to make it more affordable to consumers out there. I was at a conference last week, and I interviewed on stage as a part of a presentation the head of Revenue Cycle for Intermountain Healthcare, which is a huge system in Utah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And we opened up to the audience at the end, and this was a question that was asked of him. What about this price transparency for hospitals? And he said, look, I'll be as transparent as I can. There is no way for me to tell my, quote unquote, customers what their price is going to be. I have no control over that. I have all these insurers. They determine the price, not me. You have all these things that go into it, copays and deductibles. And if I tell someone $75 for this, I think what consumers are seeking is they want to pay $75 every time. And today, we're just not going to achieve price transparency, not because guys like that, the head of revenue cycle for big health systems, don't want it. It's just it's impossible in today's current environment with the way reimbursement structured and the way plans reimburse hospitals for services. 
Right. And I totally get where he's coming from. But what he's focusing on, in my opinion, is that he's trying to say that we're not going to be able to achieve price transparency for all services that a hospital provides. Now, the thing I want to make clear, and I maybe haven't made it clear before, is that whenever you go to a hospital and you get admitted and you have surgery, you're going over your deductible. There's no question about it. Even if it's a five or $6,000 deductible, that's going to be at least how much the bill from the hospital is going to cost. And you almost don't need price transparency when you get to that point, because at that point, the insurance company is going to cover the cost of it after you pay that deductible out of pocket. What I'm referring to, and which I think is very achievable, are the items that are typically paid out of pocket before the deductible is met. So that could be a colonoscopy, that could be x-rays, MRIs, CT scans, labs, that could even be knee arthroscopy. So there are a lot of things that we can still provide price transparency on that maybe it doesn't solve the whole problem overnight and it doesn't include open heart surgery, but you don't need to know the out-of-pocket cost for open heart surgery because no matter what, you're paying your deductible for that. You're going to blow that deductible out of the water. But what we need to provide consumers with is better price transparency when it comes to the things that they will, in fact, be paying for, the things that are affecting their pocketbook. Because once you hit the deductible, quite frankly, the consumer doesn't care how much it's going to cost anymore because they're not paying for it. And that's what we need to provide for is out-of-pocket expenses before the deductible is met. I understand that you're presenting at HIMSS 16. Can you tell us what you're speaking about? Yeah, no, I'm really excited about that. So with any conference, you want to present some new and innovative idea. But at the same time, if you started the company, Build My Bot Health in this example, you also don't want it to be self-promotional. So I have an hour to speak about price transparency in healthcare. But what I'm going to be presenting on is not specifically Build My Bot Health, but I'm going to be talking about how the platform of Build My Bot, how it affected my practice, how it's been good for my practice as far as generating revenue, bringing in new patients, bringing in new leads, and how whenever patients know pricing information before they come in for a consultation, how they're 41% more likely to book a procedure because you know they don't experience that sticker shock since they come in knowing the price. And so I'm going to be talking about how price transparency, if done in the right way, can benefit a provider's practice or a provider's facility, how they get leads in return, how it's good for the patient. So I'm going to be using my own private practice of plastic surgery as the benchmark, as an example, and go over the outcomes, measures, and stats of how successful it's been without really explicitly promoting Build My Bot. So it's going to be a great presentation. It's going to be an hour long, but I promise people are going to be riveted and on the edge of their seat but it really will not be self-promotional. And I've given similar presentations at other conferences in the past, and I really have succeeded at avoiding it being self-promotional. Of course, I give a disclaimer at the beginning that's just to be on the up and up. But as far as the presentation goes, I just focus on price transparency, how you can bring more providers to the table if you give them something in return, like a lead, when the consumer can get that immediate pricing information. Outstanding. And I know exactly what you mean, having been involved in HIMSS for so long. Sometimes you just got to be careful that even though it's a particular vendor, a particular technology that helped you achieve the advantage you're trying to describe, the challenges in not being blatantly promotional. So Right. And I'm so flattered that they asked me to be there that I'm definitely not going to take advantage of that. I'm going to respect that opportunity that they gave me. That's great. What's next for Build My Bob Health? What are you coming up with in... 2016 that customers are really going to love? Well, it's really going to be getting it out there to more of the providers out there that haven't been using it yet. So yeah, as I mentioned, we have a lot of individual providers like dermatologists and dentists and OBGYNs and things, but we're really making a big push 
to hospitals, since it's ironic that you brought that up. Um, but we're going to be making a big push towards hospitals, physician-owned hospitals that are members of like Physician Hospital of America. And we're going to be talking to surgery centers and more of the radiology facilities and things like that, and just kind of giving them that option of being able to allow consumers to purchase things right through their existing website. But that's the main thing is going more for the institutional providers. That's what we're really excited about. Great. Well, as we wrap it up here, before I let you go, where should people go to learn more about Build My Bod Health? There's a couple of different places. If they go to buildmybod.com, they can see all the different providers in our network in their area. But other great ways they can find us is they can email us at info at buildmybod.com, just info at buildmybod.com. The other great place they can go for more visual understanding or overview of Build My Bod is go to our YouTube channel. We have a lot of great tutorials and explanations of how the platform works. And that's at just youtube.com slash buildmybod. So between those different links, they'll find out everything they want to know about it. Perfect. And we'll make sure those are all included in our show notes. Dr. Kaplan, it's so great to have you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Look forward to seeing you at the HEMS conference. Absolutely. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Dr. Jonathan Kaplan, I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.